Welcome to another In Wheel Time podcast, a 30-minute mini version of the In Wheel Time car show that airs live every Saturday, 9.30 a.m. to noon central. From Studio A in Texas, USA, it's the award-winning all-things automotive car talk show, In Wheel Time. Just ahead, a review of our pre-owned car of the week, the 2017 Cadillac ATS. A look at uh, some upcoming racing events you might be interested in, plus Conrad's Car Clinic and the stories making automotive news headlines. That and more just ahead on today's In Wheel Time Car Show for Saturday, January 30th, 2021. Howdy, along with Mike out of this world, Mars, King Conrad DeLong, Jeff Zekins right off camera, but you'll be seeing him here shortly. I'm Don Armstrong. Glad you could join us today. Um, it's been an interesting hour, uh, the first hour of the show, and now... Uh, it is going to continue with our number two. God, I hope that this works out for all of us. It's up to you. You have all the buttons to make all the noises and and uh, music. Is that impressive? I wish you had some, you know, like a rim shot or a horn honk or something like that. But uh, again, we don't yet. We're not. Uh, we're not high tech enough. No, it, it, you know, if I could find the time. Well, I have the time to be honest with you. It's just my laziness. Because there are plenty of sound effects that I could put into our little gizmo here. But I, I didn't really want to go that way. Because you know I'd be pushing the button. <laughs> yeah. You, 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 no, you'd be going, hit the button, hit the button, hit the button. No, we'd slide it over here so I could push the button. Oh, God, no. No, 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 no. I know our limitations. Actually, what we should do is let George push the button. That's what we should do. That, that would that would entertain that, all of us. <laughs> yep, that's exactly. It would definitely right. be entertaining. George, do you ever come to Houston? If you ever come to Houston, you must be a guest on the show. We'll just have you in studio here. Mars will get up and he 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 can do his thing over there. <laughs> yeah, and we'll have you. It'll be worth watching. Yes, exactly. And we could all just leave and let him do the show. So, and he probably could. I I know that he could. It would be a five-hour show, though. <laughs> All in three hours. Uh-huh. And we would uh, learn how to knit Bernie Sanders' mittens. <laughs> uh, the 10 highest auction sales of 2020. Now, that's before we get into all of this, I kind of blew it because when we were off air, I kind of gave away what they are. But, what, Jeff, what would you say are the 10 highest auction sales of 2020? Now, don't just think. United States or domestic three. This is worldwide. This is global. Okay, ten highest auto auction sales. Well, we're talking about the auction itself or a car in the auction. A well, car cars in the, the auction. auction. Okay. What? Well, because we talk about like, like Miko make kiss, kiss me. That's the, they do like Kissimmee, millions. Kissimmee. Kissimmee. They do millions there at that particular show. No, yeah. I understand that. Kissimmee. So yeah, Kissimmee too. <laughs> okay, that's it. I'm out. Yeah, we're gone. Info at inwheeltime.com. No, no. Well, better I, yet, it'd be Mars, Mars. at inwheeltime.com. Oh, well, yeah. for, for me, and I know you went through the list, but I would, I would think Ferrari, some kind of Ferrari would be top of the list. You know, and then there are those cars that start at those really uber high prices that when they do finally come to auction, retain that high a price. Well, then there's the one-offs, too, like the bullet car that sold for... Well, you mentioned that. Yeah. And so the Meekum and Kissimmee, uh, the bullet Mustang, the bullet Mustang, the the real bullet. Mustang. It just says the the original bullet Mustang. Yeah, it was Steve in the movie. McQueen. That would be three point seven four million dollars. Three point seven four million. I like that car, but and not that, that didn't much. make the list. Did, did you see the car? The car it was, was a beater. Oh, I saw it in, in Detroit. 
uh, Ford had it up there as part of their display once they kind of got their hands on it. Well, the it preview it to out. it was it was a driver, everyday daily driver for years. It well, think about what they did to the car yeah. in the movie. Yeah. And, then, I mean, and it set up for quite a while. Yeah. So The first C8 Corvette brought $3 million for charity in Scottsdale. And uh, the Kissimmee Meekum auction they just had back in January of this year, they sold Carroll Shelby's personal 427 Cobra for 5.4 million, but I know that didn't make the list either. No, didn't Are you make kidding the list. Me? No, didn't I'm, make I'm thinking Hemi cars and things. And yeah, like I said, not yeah. even close. Don't don't just keep this American. Okay, this is global now. Well, okay. that's why I said Ferrari. There's there's always some Uber. Okay, so you're ready to go down the list. Here's number ten. Let's go down the list. Let's go up the list. <laughs> up the list. Okay, starting at number ten. We can go ninth- up yours. I've had that done many times. <laughs> Easy. 1971 Lamborghini Miura. Oh, beautiful car. A P400 SV Speciale. Mm-hmm. Had, a, a, had a transverse mounted V12 uh, behind the driver. So instead of it being longitudinally mounted, it was mounted sideways and sat behind the car. Kind of the Miura was the start of the supercar. How do you know all this stuff? I was thinking the same thing. Because I'm just a car nut. 1971 Lamborghini Miura sold for $4,257,007. Wow. Yep. A lot. Probably cost $6,000 when it was new. Number nine, a 2001 Ferrari 550 GT1 Pro Drive. I've never heard of it. Wow. Sold for $4,290,000 at RM Sotheby's Shift Monterey in August of last year. Which would have been at the Pebble Beach event. Correct. This is number eight. 1953 Alfa Romeo. B-A-T-5. I have no clue what That's that is. a small is. little you, car. You would know it when you saw it. Yeah. It's because it, it, it was kind of this little winged bubble top thing. It was pretty cool. Well. Uh, we should have had pictures of these to go along No, we didn't know. I didn't know either. We were supposed to have a guest here, and so we're having to fill the time, and I thought that this would be a good thing. No, it's to, a good story. Good. Yeah. And there I was actually go. looking forward to this guest. <laughs> Picture Conrad. There you go. <laughs> of all the guests that we had today, not to, not to put down any of the other ones, but I was actually looking forward to this particular guest. And his name was Jose Evans. Jose, if you're listening. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Send your comments to Don at InWheelTime.com. Um, so the number seven would be the 1954 Alfa Romeo BAT7. Mm-hmm. $4,946,666. Yeah, there was a whole series of those cars. Now, yeah. they, you said that this is just worldwide, so it really doesn't, does it have the auction name that they sold at? Or? Yeah. Yeah, this is I've still I've got all that. Does just... anybody really care? Anyway. None of this was Meekum. No. <laughs> no, they were not. This is another RM Sotheby's auction. And uh, I don't remember where it, it's in here somewhere. It's a lot of information. Everybody at really RM cares. Sotheby's is wearing suits. Uh-huh. And they don't scream and yell and hoot and holler like they do at Meekum. Very expensive suits. Italian made. Italian. The cars are Italian made. So I did the Bat 7 and the Bat D9. Now we're going to move to car number five. Moving up the list. 
1931 Bugatti Type 55 Super Sport by Figioni. Okay. Or they call him Figoni. It could be. Or it could be Fig for short. Old Fig. Old Fig. Uh Frigili. Frigili. (laughs) And his son, Newton. Newton. Fig Newton. Fig Newton. Um, that well, car, and the Bugatti doesn't surprise me. That car sold for $5,051,054. million, fifty-one thousand and fifty-four dollars. That was at Bonhams. That's not a high end. Yeah. Number four, the nineteen twenty-eight Bugatti Type Thirty-five C. Now look, I, I appreciate all these cars, I really do, but they're just not for me. It's not uh, my style. I don't like the way they look. Just not me. I don't care. But somebody does to the tune of $5,224,483. The number three car, the 1932 Bugatti Type 55 Supersport. I like those Bugattis. Not that much. That's like a Delegance vehicle. $7,100,000. That's a big jump. Five, yeah. The number two car, the 1937 Bugatti. Type 57S Atalante. Yeah, and that people would know that car if they saw that car. Um, they did a replica of that car on Restoration Garage in the early part of the series where they made their own version of it. Oh, um, I saw that, yes. That, is that one of those they put on a Volkswagen frame? No, 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 no. No, but it's a real long nose oh and kind God. of a bubble split window back on it. It real... took them years oh, yeah. to hammer out this body. Yep. I'm, I'm sh- and they actually ended up taking the one that they built to some high-level show like Pebble Beach or something. To but show that is a cool well. show. That's one, of, yeah. that's, that's yeah. one that I do well, watch. Well, they do some pretty yeah. high-line cars. Number two. I guess I gave that, didn't I? The Bugatti 57S Atalante. Yeah. $10,433,956. Yeah, and there's probably only two or three of those ever built. I think in the, these kind of cars, my favorite would be the Delahaye. Mm. Oh, yeah. That whole Art Deco yeah. era of cars is just beautiful. And if you think about the metal work, because that was all hand-formed metal, um, the the craftsmen it took to build some of those with all those swoopy lines and stuff. Oh, my stuff. God, and those huge fender wells. In the, do, you, and, do you know what you don't hear about, like, you know, the $7 million 32 Bugatti turning it into a resto mod? <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. Well, you would just lose your butt on that one, wouldn't you? Well, yeah, and you taking would. Taking it to Meekum. You, you, well, now, now, I watched Meekum uh, kiss me that just went Kissimmee. Kissimmee. <laughs> he got me going. <laughs> Kissimmee that just went through. He's from Niederville, so pay and, no attention. And the resto modded C2 Corvettes, 63 through 67, the resto modded C2 Corvettes drew more money. Than the originals, but that's a Corvette. I'm talking like a Bugatti. And, I know, and but who would who would take a '63 Corvette split window and resto mod it? It's probably well, a lot of people. A lot of and people they, will because they, I know where there's one sitting down there in Port Acres, and it's got uh, Port Acres. Yes, it's got a whole new Acres. Well, he, he he bought a body. He found a body. Literally found a body. So he started yeah. from frame up. Well, yeah, you yeah. Try and build it back original. It's not like a monster. And you can't drive it. Well, he wants to drive it. Yeah. So he's got a frame. He had a frame built for it. He's got the fuel-injected engine. I mean, he's got it resto-modded and so his, that he could drive it. And his wife, Ellie Mae, 
Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that was uh, uh, the Beverly Hillbillies. Well, the, one of the resto modded 63 Corvettes at Meekham went for $250,000, where a real 63 Fuelly went for like 140. Yeah, but you can't get in that original real one and drive it from here to New Orleans for the weekend. True. Yes, you can. Yeah, you can, but would really? you, would you want exactly? To, would yeah. you want to do your quarter million dollar resto modded one too? No, you trailer it over to cruising the coast, and if it wasn't raining, you'd pull it out of the trailer. But generally, you're uh, not you had to see drive some of that, that stuff go through there. I headed that away. Oh, they're cruising the coast. It's got some great iron. I've the been number one. So tell us no, number one, Don. We've right. wandered off the reservation here. You have, and um, but do you know or care? You want to venture a guess of. What kind of? I'll, I'll say some kind of one-off Ferrari. You? Yeah. If you leave the Hemi cars, I'm lost. Aston Martin. No. No. Uh, Another Bugatti. Well, yeah. The number one car, 1934 Bugatti Type 59 sports car, called Sports. It went for at Gooding and Company, twelve million. Six hundred and sixty-six thousand six hundred dollars. Devil had something to do with that, apparently. Mm. Apparently, yeah. Um, you talk about disposable having disposable income 12. because that's not a car you're going to do anything with other than put, it, put it in the garage, diaper, and put it in the garage and leave it in there. Because I imagine it needs to have a diaper underneath yeah. it because it leaks, and, and, then, and then in a year sell it at another auction for another extra million yeah. dollars. If the market holds, and right now I'm not real sure the market's holding. True, uh, especially in in uh, Mars's muscle car Hemi mm. world, because they sold a '70 Hemi Cuda at Meekum for uh, it didn't hit reserve at five hundred thousand dollars. So the highest bid was five hundred thousand dollars for seven seventy Hemi Cuda. Wasn't a vert, but still, you know those Hemi Cudas were yeah, going. But, yeah. Super high dollar, not that long ago. So value is, however much somebody is willing to pay for it. Somebody was willing to pay twelve million dollars for a Bugatti. Six hundred and sixty-six thousand. Yeah, thirty-four. That was a good year. Yeah, for what? Why? You know, I'm sitting here thinking. You know what? What I would do if I had twelve million dollars, the kind of car you wouldn't be buying that. No, I, can tell I you could that. build a heck of a car collection. What? And call it the Hemi Hideout. (laughs) There you go. And actually take those cars out for a drive. Once in a while, yeah. John does that. Yeah. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah. Um, Can't wait till he opens back up. John, if you're you're watching today, uh, give us an idea as uh, if you have plans of uh, this year opening back up. No, you don't think so? You think they're going to – well, I mean, they, they just got to There was a story that I don't I didn't know if I've got it, but um, the story is is that the 2021 Detroit Auto Show has now been canceled. Yeah, I heard that too. Uh, Who be- cares? It's Detroit. They yeah, were going to have it in June. July, June? No, we got, they pushed it back. To June something. No, they pushed it back to the fall. Oh, did they? I they did. downsized it. Done. Yeah, well, I heard done. that was when they were supposed to introduce the Zeos, the new Zeos. It's Z06 going to be uh, September of 2022. Really? Yeah. Because Detroit's generally in January. Was they, they, yeah. this year? Generally, was, I've been yeah, there but many they, they put it off. They swapped the time on it. They changed the whole thing. Yeah, actually. been to many of them over the years. It's it's well, it's not in Cobo Hall anymore. Right, it's an outdoor event. Well, who they, wants to go to January? In who the hell wants well, to go I to did. Cobo Detroit Hall in July in January? Yeah, you go up there. That's that's my two days worth of snow that I get once a year. <laughs> who wants to go to Detroit? I really? lived up there any time of the year. Why then? Why are you here? 
Uh, well, I lived that's up that, there for the, 22 years. Because I that's why you're here, here. And I'm still not thawed out. Oh, hi, Suze. <laughs> oh, there's the Suze. What you, what you doing? Hmm? Did you just anyway. come in and check, make sure that we're all here? Yeah, I think almost <laughs> all the car shows, have, have, they're either back into the fall of this year or they're already canceled, canceled this yeah. year. And again, that's everybody's still waiting to see what's going on with uh, well, and, the virus. The schedules and stuff. I mean, Houston's now out to 22. And they don't. I don't think they've got a good date for twenty two yet. What they should do is have the vaccine. Well, it'd be a car easy show. because they know they're not going to be the Texans. Aren't going to be in the Super Bowl. <laughs> they ought to there have. There won't the, be any more Texans. They're going to sell them to Niederville. Yeah, we could use them. <laughs> we got a stadium that holds seventeen thousand people. Yeah, there you, but go, you guys perfect. also have a state champion football team, don't you? Well, it's next door. Okay, in the town next door, but we play them once a year. They should so. have the vaccine at a car show. That'll draw the attention. Yeah. Well, hopefully in uh, January of 2022, we'll be starting to get back to what it's supposed to be. Well, I think, starting. I think that's what Rochelle said. Right now, that's what they're looking at for the Houston Auto Show. I mean, that would be their natural date, and they're not even going to try and do anything between now and then. Yeah, makes Of course, it's all based on the rodeo falling back to their normal time frame and the facility uh, NRG becoming available. And and Lena Hidalgo allowing all of that. Uh, yeah, there's lots Lena of lots Hidalgo. of ifs. Lots of ifs. Yeah. All right. So that was the ten highest auction sales of 2020. I don't even know why we talk about 2020. I want 2020 to go away it. forever. Forget about it. Forget, forget about, about it. Um, all right. Did you have something else that you wanted to? Squeeze in? Nope. That was that was. Uh, well, thanks a lot. Most of my, well, that was most, we got we got my uh, colors and cars, so I got all of that. That went over like a fan dancer in a wind tunnel. <laughs> Fandango, in a wind tunnel. Fan dancer. All right. Um, I have something. Cool. Six subtle stealthy upgrades to modernize your class. Oh, I'm sorry. Your classic. I love. <laughs> I was say. Don has no class. I have no class. <laughs> so how you are you going to modernize? He it? needs ten steps. You see the 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 little uh, paperclip right there. It covered the. I ick, see the ick at the end. So ick. well, Almost. you're going to expand it to seven. First is to empty your trunk. No, that would be for you. Yeah. not me. I don't have a trunk. So we don't have to worry about have a it. Corvette. The next time he has that, we got a video of the trunk. Yeah, no thanks. Um, let's see. There's something here about a 64 Oldsmobile Cutlass, but I don't want to do that. What you can do is you can update the suspension, going just a little bit lower with the suspension, which I did with the uh, mm-hmm. with the. It helps Corvette. the looks of the car. Along with larger anti-roll bars to limit body roll can make a 60s boat handle like a much newer car. Mm-hmm. That kind of classic bolt-on suspension is totally reversible, doesn't do anything for the value or take away from it. So it's an easy thing to do. And when doing that, especially on stabilizer bars, is to change the bushings on the Correct. stabilizer bars because the stabilizer bars back in those days were all rubber. And now they make a neoprene bushing that'll really stiff, stiffen up the ride, but also keep Still you from give that tilting and stuff and, right. and, and getting off, uh, off, sh- off angle. Uh, now, I don't know about this one, but I bet you that you would like to have your original seats heated and cooled. 
No, I'm not a fan of cooled seats at all. I've, I've had them in company cars, and it, it's weird because it almost feels like you, you if they're cooled before you get in, it almost feels like you sit in a wet puddle of water. Yeah, it feels <laughs> damp yeah. whenever you use it. Now, the and, heated, and I could definitely go for heated, but you don't need to have that in your seats anyway because you just feel that way all the time. <laughs> He's just hot. He's looking over here at you, Chad. <laughs> no, looking at me. You. Angie's got heated seats in the Mercedes. Well, I, I like heated I, seats. I do like heated seats. Do cool you, ones. I don't really care. Conrad, do you use heated seats? Nope. You know, I, you, I just fart he, in them. Oh, because it probably smells like tuna casserole. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to. Ha- I, my truck doesn't have heated seats. It's the only I thing I'm missing. I wish I had. Just, 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 just and I may end up just trying to trying to do an. I'm thinking about trying to do an upgrade and add the heated seats to it. Well, to I think what? you have to, to add my truck. My 2015 Ram. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the only thing. Add the whole seat. Yeah, it's not no, just no. a matter of putting a waffle iron underneath <laughs> it. Or a heating pad. <laughs> a waffle iron. Well, I say that. I, I ended up doing a, uh, oh, a liability. Here we go. A liability investigation for General Motors back when they first came out with heated seats, and and literally, and yeah, I ha- we had to see the pictures of this guy, and I guess when heated seats I, first I, came I, out, my mind is already there. They didn't have an automatic timer on them. They didn't just turn off. So if you turned them on and drove from here to Dallas, when you got to Dallas, the seat stayed hot the whole time. Well, this this poor guy ended up, you could see the gridding of the seat. <laughs> Had kind of given him a third degree burn on his on his lower back and his butt. And it's like those beads the cab drivers would put on their seats. You know the the air it, air. Yeah, beads. except I, I think GM paid the guy some money on the deal because. It, it so really you got happened. to see this guy's butt. Just no, I didn't see it in real life. I just no, saw, I know, but you saw, saw pictures of it. Yes, his attorney provided us. His last name so. wasn't Jackson, was it? No, it wasn't. Um, but. Uh, uh, and then it was right after that that they put a timer on the heated seats, and now they they're on for a period of time, and then they automatically turn. Now on mine, off. it's got three levels. You've got the, your like the back of your legs, you got the buttocks area, and then you got your lower back, the lumbar, so right. the lumbar area. Right. But they all time out. Here's another uh, upgrade. Yeah. Here's yeah. another upgrade for your car. Uh, disc brakes, disc brakes. Absolutely. Yeah, because if you got it. Do you have disc brakes in the front uh, of yours? Mine came with disc brakes, but it was an option in 1970, right. as it was, you know, because most cars back then came with four drums. GM uh, began rolling out its HEI ignition system in 74 with a long-lasting electronic module that didn't require any maintenance. Ignition curves were still set by a centrifugal weight and spring system, but if you like to tailor your ignition curve to the engine, an aftermarket digital ignition box can handle that for you, the cutlass that we're talking about here. The cutlass uses an HEI from a later production Olds V8 making the install simple. I have HEI on the rally. Do you? Yep. So somebody made that conversion. Correct. And I, I like that because, yes, I know how to set points and I know how to replace condensers, but I don't want to. Right. Yeah. You know, because it's it's something you have to maintain. You have to work on it all the time. In HEI, you don't. Here's one, and this is for you, and you're going to do this. You put an overdrive in it. Yes. Uh, because... This particular transmission was a 204-hour four-speed from the early 80s that the guy swapped in there. It's a bolt, almost a bolt-in yeah. for the Turbo 350. Yeah. yeah. 2000 bucks 
one day's work, you're done. Yeah, and I think uh, the length of the transmission's the same. I think it's within a half inch of each itself. The only thing you have to do is move the the transmission mount back about six and a half inches, um, but the length of the transmission's the same. So where the mount is and the in the tail. And you have factory AC. I have factory AC. It's not that big clunky thing hanging underneath the middle of the dash. Oh, no, no, no. It's factory AC. So adding AC to a classic car can be easy if it's popular model with a strong aftermarket. If not, you might have to get creative. Vintage Air makes underdash ACs for dozens of popular models. About 1500 bucks, and do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Take you a weekend. Do you have the big canister Frigidaire or you got the small round one? No, I've got the what the A6, the big, the the big, big long one. The big is, tube. Yeah, but, you know, you got to think that the A6 compressor takes about 40 horsepower to run. Huh. But it will it will it will throw ice at you when everything's working. And then the uh the R four, which is what you have on your No, you got the DA six, you got the, the, the later generation, but there was another one, a big round one right. called the R four um on the uh on the GMs that took about eighteen horsepower to run. So as they were trying to do things in air conditioning systems, they were trying to reduce the engine load, because if they can reduce the engine load, they could increase the fuel economy. Well that's why you would always turn off the air if you wanted some power to appeal or raise. Well, on most cars back then, um even the the non computer cars, the AC compressor generally would have a shutoff switch at wide open throttle. Is that horsepower still hold up to today or are they less? Oh no, they're much less. I think uh, air conditioning systems now are probably drawn somewhere less than 10 horsepower. And then you, you got to look at some cars, the air conditioning system is actually run electrically. True. Yeah. Um, you know, on those cars that have the auto start stop feature, oh, God. A, lot of, <laughs> a lot of times the AC is run off of an electric motor driving an AC compression. Um, would compressor. you like to do your car review? Sure. I've got it listed here that yeah, it's time to do that. Yeah we're, yeah, we're running just a tad behind, but yeah, we are. Mike, you want to take this over? Or? All right. I thought that you guys had it all set up that you didn't yeah, have to Mike's do that. Yeah, but Mike's got to do the switching for him. Mike's got to do the switching. Oh, okay. So Let me get my... Uh... See, this is a very kind of a one-man band operation here. So each of us have certain things that we do during the show that you don't really Until care about. Until we can't. Until we can't or some huge malfunction or some sort of internet glitch or whatever it is. Um, pick one. Pick one. Well, I'm going to pick this one because this is a 2017 Cadillac. ATS V6. Now, uh-huh. kind of threw you a curve because the V6 is the V. The V. Uh-huh. It's the V. And it's a beautiful car. Yeah, it is. Uh, and the reason why I'm doing this is because John and I talked last week. He says, do another Cadillac. I said, well, okay, why not? Now, this and is the Camaro version uh, of this particular chassis. Yeah, sort of, kind of. Yeah. Well, it's th- th- it this is, yeah. particular car is built on the on yeah. the Camaro chassis platform, either the four door or the two. You know, they right. just stretch it. The C six, right. and then this is yeah, this is the four door. And you can, I don't know, you can't. C six Camaro. Oh, okay, so it's an ATS four door. Uh, they also make a two door. It's an ATS V. It's a five passenger vehicle. It's a pretty vehicle. I like that uh, yep. shot right there. Uh, exterior features, obviously, you've got you know the wheels, you've got the rear spoiler, you've got a, uh, the aluminum wheels, per- performance tires. The big open grill that you just saw there, and uh, very stylish, sort of a, it's the Cadillac's version of a Euro, so to speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it, improvements, they improve them all the time, year over year. And if you want to move the shot, we'll get into the uh, the interior side of it because I've got some special stuff coming up toward the end. Uh, you got leather seating, heel, heated and cooled seats with the lumbar, Conrad. Uh, you've got a leather-wrapped steering wheel, which is also heated. I have that in mind. It's a great thing. I never wear gloves like Bernie. Um, 
Mittens. <laughs> Mittens. Uh, heated power mirrors. You got the rain-sensing wipers. Uh, HID headlights. H heads-up display also, which I like. Uh, I, don't I have like heads-up display. I do as well. Right. I think it's oh, neat. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm a fighter pilot. Uh, premium sound. You got the Wi-Fi hotspot. Seven-inch display screen on that. Now, that paw that you see there is the exact same one I have in my SRX. So, which, which in the ATS they really changed. Remember in the CTS, the previous generation CTS, it elevated yep, from the top of the dash and went down in. The integration into the yeah. dash it just and makes sense. It, I never liked that rise. It looked hokey. It looked aftermarket. It looked not good. But this is great. Now yeah. everything everything in that car is run through that head right there. So I've had a couple replaced over years of mine with failures of whatever the computer and such. But uh, everything is, is run G through that. So uh, with this, uh, moving on to the to the next one, you've, it's a V6 turbo, and the horsepower is 464 at 5850. How RPM. much? 464 horsepower. Mm -hmm. Yes, at 5850 RPM. Oh my God! Actually, yeah. I think it's a twin turbo. Y yes, yeah, it's, it's a twin, twin turbo. turbo. Yes, I did say single. I, I apologize. Uh, and then the torque is 445 pounds of torque. Picture of that 35. engine is not the turbo engine. No, it is not. But that's what's available yep. on the site. Um, <laughs> you can get an eight-speed auto or a six-speed manual in this. Which the the six-speed is generally the, the the option is the automatic. Right. It's. Man, well, not mandatory, but they come with a six-speed uh, manual. 17 miles per gallon on the uh, city, 23 on the highway, 19 is the average. Now, I get 19 on mine. Faster than a warm cow slobber on a brass doorknob. Oh, nice. Nice. I like <laughs> oh, good that. Lord. Nice Did like you bring it. that down here from up north? <laughs> no, but the, this, the ATSV was a fun, fun yeah. car to drive. It they, didn't sell, they didn't sell any of them. Yeah, they sold. They didn't they sell wanted. any of the ATSs. No, it's a real did. shame. Not enough. Well, well the, the ATS also you know, the, the two liter. They sold a lot of those. Right. The four cylinder two liter. Yeah, um, and it also came in a coupe. Yes, it absolutely. Came in a two door as well. And you can tell by the back, the, the rear end look of it with the exhaust layout on the coupe versus if it a was four door. A CT, if it was a V, right? right. Uh, active suspension, magnetic ride, McPherson struts, all that good stuff. Now. Because it's a 2017, it is a V. It's a performance vehicle, 25,400. Okay. That's, that's a steal for that. I was going to say, that's probably less than half the price of a new one. 52,000 miles. Yep. Absolutely. Now, if you wanted to go with the 4 52,000 dollars. 52,000 miles, $25,400. Okay. So it is a steal. It's a bargain. And actually, Cadillac raced that yep. car. Oh, I was going to wear my racing shirt. With Ooh, a... look. There's some logos. What, We're what getting into in that. There? One, one more thing. If you want to get the four-cylinder, it's 17.9 with 49,000 miles on it. Hell no. I've, I've got my uh, list of stuff here for the logos. Now, the Cadillac logo, uh, there was a gentleman by the name of Anton D. Lamoth Cadillac in 1902. He came to the States. He touted that he was part of the French, uh, the royal French family, which he was not. Uh, this is, over the years, they designed it by a coat of arms. And some folks thought that Christopher Columbus actually designed it, but he didn't. Uh, this person was more of a, of a scammer. Uh, coming over, but he did have an influence on the Cadillac, Cadillac Detroit, Cadillac uh, County, Cadillac City in Detroit. It's a coat of arms in America, and bottom line is that there are several things for it. 
Is this a long story? Yeah, it's going to go on for days. Is there um, a handshake involved? No, there's no handshake. But the Cadillac logo contains a wide range of colors, including black, red, gray, yellow, silver, and blue. Mm-hmm. Every color has its own special meaning. They symbolize creativity, excellence, passion, grandeur, business responsibility that was established by the automaker. Okay. Well, there some, you go. But, somebody in the but, marketing department uh, did their job, I guess. In 96, they dropped the Merlettes. Yes. Because remember, they used well, to have, Mike they used to the have shot a little of, duck in them, that, and, and they, they're, perfect. Du- they're duckless. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> oh, God, we don't want to even go there. Hey, the In Wheel Time Car Show streams on Facebook, YouTube, and uh, InWheelTime.com. Podcasts available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, iHeart Podcast, TuneIn, Google Podcast, Pandora, Amazon, and Podcast Addict. In Wheel Time Car Show continues right after this quick break. Tailpipes and Tacos is Houston's premier cruise-in, and you're invited to join in. Whether you're a cruiser or spectator, Tailpipes and Tacos is the place to enjoy made-to-order breakfast tacos, fresh coffee, and mingle with Houston's fun car people. Mark your calendar for Saturday, February 20th for Tailpipes and Tacos at the Loopy Tortilla Mexican Restaurant in Katy, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Tailpipes and Tacos is free, and everyone's invited. You will see collector cars, hot rods, customs, magnificent originals, and resto mods all at one location. Cars from all over Southeast Texas cruise in and show off in a friends and family event at the Loopy Tortilla Mexican Restaurant on the Grand Parkway at Kingsland Boulevard just south of I-10 and Katy. Drag racer, car enthusiast, and Loopy founder Stan Holt brings you Houston's hottest cruise in, Tailpipes and Tacos, Saturday, February 20th, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. at Loopy's and Katy. The In Wheel Time Car Show will be there, too. Get your ride ready, and we'll see you at the Tailpipes and Tacos Saturday morning cruise in, February 20th, 8 to 11 a.m. at Loopy's and Katy, weather permitting. That's it for this podcast episode of the In Wheel Time Car Show. I'm Don Armstrong, inviting you to join us for our live show every Saturday, 9.30 a.m. to noon central on Facebook, YouTube, and our InWheelTime.com website. Podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, iHeart Podcast, TuneIn, Google Podcast, and Podcast Addict. Keep listening, and we'll see you soon.